It's time to crack a cold one and wreck some rankings on Wrecked Rankings. Come one, come all to this episode of Wrecked Rankings where we discuss carnival foods. By the way, I thought about doing the like old-timey carnival voice when I did that. Step right up, we got the carnival foods episode. Fun fair, I could go for some fun. Where's that? <laughs> Do you remember that from that SpongeBob episode? Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, so uh, I guess, yeah, weird introductions aside, uh, get into something, I guess, that's kind of fun. Uh, I guess there's all kinds of carnivals that happen, uh, especially in the United States for, for different reasons. I guess there's, you know, rodeo carnivals, uh, circus carnivals, random county fair carnivals, or different random things that go on. But I think carnivals are pretty universal to kind of like the uh, stereotypical American lifestyle and growing up is something that's built into so many different areas of our country now. Yeah. I mean, you know, the main draw of it, right? Like it's for you to spend money on amusements. The amusements could be different types of food, which is the main topic of today, different carnival foods. It could be roller coasters that they put together in like 12 hours. Which are totally safe. (laughs) Totally safe. Um, It could be different carnival games. You know, you like to win prizes. Who doesn't like to win a good prize? But I, th- I think, you know, the, the big draw, too, is that anticipation, right? Like, you know it's coming to town. Like, down here, we have the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo most of the time. <laughs> but, like, yeah. you know, everyone looks forward to that, like, you know, early, mid-March time. And uh, it just, it's it's something different. It, it's weird, too, because uh, one of the things about a carnival is that, generally speaking, everything is pretty overpriced in order to, oh, to yeah. make the money they need. But for some reason... We always seem to be okay with that. It's one of the, the, the times where we don't seem to be as picky about what we're spending our money on. Like It's just like this one-time-a-year thing to where we can kind of live with it and we just go through and uh, blow a bunch of money on, on you know food, snacks, and random, like yeah, like I said, amusements of sorts. Isn't it crazy? Carnival games, things you, like that. You spend like <laughs> 10 to $15 on a beer, and you're like, ah. Oh. Or like, you know, you spend like 10 bucks to ride something that's like mediocre. <laughs> but you know what? Capitalism, America, makes this country great, by God, and I'm all for it. Bring it on. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna make it. what? There, what are you going, doing? I was, I was gonna say I'm just gonna completely gloss over, but on uh, my criteria, what what uh, I kind of looked for is so we're going into carnival foods is our topic today. Yep, and, and so of course it's. Stuff that tastes good, um, uh, you know, health is out the window on this this topic, like it's been for some others. Um, but also, I try to find items that have at least somewhat of a national appeal, because I think one of the other big things about carnivals is depending on where you go. It, for example, like inside the U.S., if you're traveling the U.S., there's going to be different regional variations on certain foods or like different things you only get in certain places. So mm-hmm. I tried to keep it fairly universal. Um, so, so that that's something I factored in, because uh, yeah, being from Texas, there's certain things that like, we'd have here that you might not necessarily see in other states, for example. But, but yeah, that that's really about it. Everything else is kind of, you know, it's it's just what tastes good, what's kind of the classics. That those are basically some of the considerations I had. Um, all I really thought about was, I, I guess naturally it falls under your guidelines, right? But. Because most of the best food is unique, it's different, it's not cookie cutter. So some of my choices are a little more safe picks, a little more boring picks, um, and, and we'll dive into why I don't feel that those are solid choices. Whenever you're, 
overpaying anyways, you might as well try something new. Yeah. And last thing I'll say before we kick this off is, I think even with some of the items on the, the best list or the worst list, there could be situations where they don't deserve that spot because there's some like really bad versions of some of these foods, but there's also some places that do them really well, if that makes sense. Kind of like with many types of food to where there's certain versions of each type of food that, that may be worse or better than others. So I, I think that, that could be something random that I guess will make more sense if it comes up as we go. I mean, yeah, that's hard, right? I mean, you have, what, hundreds of vendors? <laughs> yeah, and like people to put different flares on different things, too, that can completely be a game changer, depending on what it is. But if you but, put Hot Cheetos on it, I'm all about it. Or at least the dust. Yeah, the Hot Cheeto dust? Put it on everything. <laughs> it works on everything, man. Did you buy the box mac and cheese? No. You know they have it, right? No. Yeah, it's it's just yeah, it's just hot Cheeto mac and cheese mix. I haven't had it, but I'll try it. I think it's at H E B. I'm I, I'm actually very intrigued. Now. Yeah, you should actually get it. Is it with Kraft or anybody or is it like, I'm pretty sure it's branded through Kraft. Okay. Um, but speaking of Kraft, Kraft beer. Nathan, do you want to tell them what we're enjoying today? Yeah, so today we are drinking a beer from Real Ale Brewing, which is depending on how you pronounce it, from Blanco or Blanco, Texas. Blanco. But uh uh, many people do say uh, Blanco. So it's a uh, th- that's a little bit of a debate going on there, but it's basically uh, west of Austin. But today we are drinking their seasonal crispy business beer, which is a lager, and so the name kind of fits because uh, with a lot of these carnival foods, many of them are fried. So the uh, crispy business uh, kind of fits in a bit, but obviously the name is more in reference to the crispness of the lager itself. It might be the healthiest part of the carnival food experience. <laughs> That's not out of the question, at least as far as the the calories go. Yeah, I mean, actually, probably pretty easy if you compare if you're comparing a unit of one beer to many of these things we're going to talk about. It's not even a competition, but 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 yeah, um, I guess if how are you enjoying the beer so far? It's light. It's light, but it's not. You know, it has a bite at the end. Um, it really does have that crispy business. <laughs> like you know, it started off the business meeting fine. You know, it was going over like the, the, you know, the meeting items of last week, the meeting minutes, right? And, and you know, it's talking about the agenda items for today. And then it just goes out of left field and just like brings up this new venture that the team is tasked with. And everyone on the team is like, what, what, what are we having to do? And that's the kind of business this beer is bringing. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah. It's definitely got a good little craft uh, feel to it. I guess it's, yeah. it's a little bit more robust than than other off the shelf lagers that are quite popular. But yeah, it's a light beer for uh, heavy foods, so so it could balance really well even in the context of carnival foods. But uh, I guess I'll I'll start off this one. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So number five on the best list, I have fried cheese curds. And here, I've already kind of violated potentially yeah, like, my regional. <laughs> you might have to define what a cheese curd is for some people. Okay, so with the cheese curds, this is something that, I mean, is most popular in the Midwest and the North where, I mean, essentially you're getting, you know, a ball of like Wisconsin cheddar or something like that. And it's getting fried up together. And so it makes this lovely little ball of melted cheese. So, I mean, it's. In some ways, it's a similar concept, like fried mozzarella, fried fried cheese sticks, anything you want to put put in that that kind of realm. So it's it's a very familiar concept. So the way I'm kind of squeezing this in here is, you know, fried cheese of sorts is is a constant kind of around most areas of the U.S. 
Um, and also in Texas, we started to kind of pick up fried cheese curds in a fair amount of places too, with mostly like restaurants and things like that. Like I know like, like Buffalo Wild Wings and other places too have kind of brought it more into the mainstream, uh, uh, at least in our so area too. if you're trying to educate people, what is the main difference between the cheese stick and the cheese curd? Just the type of cheese? Yeah. Is it the way they it's fry? The, it's the Wisconsin cheddar is, I think, the biggest difference. It's... It's the tank, because yeah, normally when you get like the cheese stick, it's like a, the mozzarella. Yeah. Thing is kind of like that. The that string milky, cheese. Or... That milky type of, uh, of of cheese, you know. I mean, you've eaten pizza, so everybody's familiar with kind of the mouthfeel of it. But yeah, the, the Scottish cheddar's got a little bit more flavor, uh, uh, maybe a little bit more tang, tanginess to it, I, I would put in. But it's a different experience, and also, I guess, the shape of it. I mean, it's, it's generally like, you know, small pieces of cheese where you get kind of like, you know, it's, it's like bites. It's like popcorn cheese bites, and... You know, you get a different ratio of the batter versus the cheese. But ultimately, it tastes freaking amazing. Um, there's all kinds of dips you can incorporate with it that, I mean, some people do incorporate dips. Some people don't. I, I mean, there, there's really no wrong way to go with it. It's fried cheese. But but yeah, something you'll see at, at carnivals, uh, like I said, depending on where you are, you, you may ha- have certain variations that aren't necessarily fried cheese curds, but fried cheese is a great thing to have at carnival. It tastes great. It's a winner. It's very American. That's that, okay. that's kind of how it landed here. That's fair but enough. Yeah, so, that's, I mean, so I understand it may not necessarily comply completely with my national criteria, but in spirit, it does. I say. Okay. You know, I, I don't have anything smart, Alec, to say about that. It's solid choice, dude. Um, let's go to my number five on the worst list: nachos. This may sound sacrilegious, right? You know, you consider me, you know, Hispanic male. So, why are nachos so bad at, as, as being a carnival food? Okay. One, they vary wildly, right? So, you could get, like, you could go up to, like, a basic vendor that has, like, you know, the burgers and the chicken sandwich and the nachos. You know what nachos you're getting? You're getting those terrible circular tortilla chips that have no flavor with the Rico's cheese, right? The little cheese sauce. And for half of the nachos, that, that, that's what it is. You may have some sort of chili sauce with it, but like, those are awful. You're at a carnival. You're, you're paying like $9 for that to begin with. Splurge a little more. Or you could find the, you know, the Mexican restaurant vendor, right? And they, they have higher class nacho, nachos. Uh, they might be steak fajita nachos or chicken fajita nachos. Those are fine in theory. However, if you've ever spent $20 on those nachos like I have, you find that they only put the toppings on the top 5% of the chips, okay? Because what you get underneath is 95% of clunky tortilla chips with nothing on them, okay? And that's the last thing you want when you're walking around on a warm day. Even You know, just beside the fact that you're getting ripped off, they're not great to walk around with. You want to walk around at a carnival, right? You want to enjoy it. You want to see the sights and sounds. You want to play something. Nachos are like... You have to be committed because, like, you pretty much have to have both hands to consume the nachos. And then stuff is still at risk of spilling on your fine outfit you put together. <laughs> you're like, you, let's say you're out on a date, you know, with a pretty girl. And, like, you know, you're, you're trying to be nice and you just get chili and cheese all over your shirt. What do you do? What do you do, Nathan? I don't know. It's, I, I guess you uh, don't be the one to order them so that you don't run in that situation. And it's not your problem. Okay, so moving on then. Yeah, let's move on. Do you have any thoughts on nachos? <laughs> but I, I, I think this is a perfect example of the thing I talked about before we started, where there's better and worse versions of things. 
I, I think this absolutely applies here because, yeah, absolutely one of the worst carnival foods are the generic nachos. Yep. Where, especially, yeah, it's it's chips. You get the generic cheese or, and maybe, yeah, like chili maybe. or something. Yeah. Because I, I would say the only exception to this is if you go to a place where one of, like, the featured carnival foods that year is, like, these crazy nachos where they load it up with all kinds of good stuff. Like, maybe they turn it into, like, this really good brisket nacho situation or something where they make an entirely new creation that kind of defeats what you're normally perceiving to be the carnival nachos. But as a whole, I think it definitely is one of the worst foods to be because those, those exceptions are not that frequent. And I will say, yeah, you said it's hard to walk around with. I think it's, I think it can be easier to walk around with, but I think the issue is you have to kind of watch where you're putting your hands all the time. Cause if you want to avoid getting cheese all over your hands, like with any type of nacho, you, you have to be very deliberate with how you pull them out of the stack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you know me, I like meat. A lot of times, you know, just how much it actually costs to make nachos, they don't really give you very much meat. Even if you had brisket nachos, mm-hmm. the brisket might be good, but they're giving you like one little spoonful yeah. and just drowning it in plastic cheese. Yeah, I, I would say though, I mean, it's nothing against nachos because, I mean, especially if you get some like jalapenos or something on there to like you know, make a very complete nacho dish or something, depending on what the ingredients that they go with are. It's not bad. It's just not the best choice in many of these cases. Like, especially if it's the generic stuff, which sucks. <laughs> so yep. I think, I think we're on the same page there. Cool. All right. But, um, going in, into my number four, it's another fried snack. So kind of in a similar vein to the cheese curds, but fried pickles, it's something that, I mean, it's very, very common in, you know, all kinds of like bar restaurants, but also, you know, the carnival scene where they're doing all these fried foods. I mean, you can generally find fried pickles pretty easily. Um, similar to you know, the cheese curds, they, they taste great on their own, but you can incorporate dips if you want, if you want to have some other kind of flair to it. I've seen weird things, uh, specifically at the Houston Rodeo that I haven't necessarily tried, but they have like a chocolate fried pickles and things like that huh. like other other weird things that that they have going on um but yeah no it, it's just it's another one of the classic snacks i mean it tastes good because you get you know kind of like the it's like that the salty greasy taste which doesn't sound appetizing at all but i mean it's, it's a good flavor balance it's 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 weird i don't know the first person to do it was but it's an idea that it just kind of works I, I think and i, I mean i'm I'm a big fan of with like a, a ranch dressing or something, mm-hmm. but ultimately it's pretty straightforward. It's a great tasting food. I would say most people like it unless you have some kind of weird aversion now, to pickles. Now, hold on here. So the ultimate question when it comes to fried pickles, chips or spears? I'm a, I'm a chips guy all the way. All the way? I think so. So I think the spears aren't bad, but I think for, especially in, if we're keeping this in a cardinal scenario, carnival scenario, I think the batter to to pickle ratio i think is 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 best with the chip form and why is it best because you get more of it yes (laughs) but uh i I think it fits with the carnival theme a little better but i'm not opposed to you know the chips being a little bit thicker and and, because i I guess in some cases they can be really thin chips and and those yeah i would say aren't as good but ultimately i think I, i think there's some level of thickness that that can be up for debate but i think the chip form is generally always better. I can respect that. It's just like sometimes if it's too thin, all you get is batter. And it just kind of, you know, which is fine, right? I mean, batter is, is yeah. good. I, I think it's like there's some minimum threshold of thickness that needs to be required. 
but but because it's <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, so you know, pic- pickles are amazing. I mean, even you know, at, not even just fried, but like one time I had a Kool Aid pickle at a carnival. I like those actually. It I've was actually pretty good. But imagine if they fried that Kool Aid pickle. Mmm. I think it would work. I know there's places that do deep fried Kool Aid too, where it's basically like it's like batter balls with Kool Aid in them. Yep. I haven't I haven't had that before, but I do like Kool Aid pickles. I like fried pickles. I'll be willing to try it. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the theme is as long as the pickles thick enough, go with the chips. It's also great to just you know throw on a bite every now and then. But yeah, that's about all I had on that one. Okay. No, good choice. Number four on the worst list: cotton candy. <laughs> No, don't laugh about cotton candy. So, here's the thing. It looks great, right? It's just big, poofy bags of sugary goodness, right? That's what you think you're getting. Wrong, okay? What you're actually getting is a big disaster. Okay, you're getting a mouthful of disappointment. Okay? One, we live in Texas. Most carnivals and stuff, a lot of them happen in the South a little more frequently just because of the weather, right? It doesn't get super cold here. When you're eating cotton candy... Everything gets sticky. Everything is sticky, okay? So, you know, you're riding on a gondola. You're trying to float across to the other side of the carnival. Or you're on some ride. And, you know, you want to you want to whip out uh, your phone and take a picture of the fantastic moment you're having. But you can't unlock it. You know why? Because your thumbs are just full of sugar. Okay? <laughs> it's so infuriating. Why can't you post for the gram? Okay? Because you you have all this sugar crystallized on your thumbs. Okay? That's crazy. Two, the price of cotton candy makes no sense. Why is it so expensive? It's like cooking spinach. You know how you cook spinach, you cook a whole bag and it reduces down to like a tiny little circle's worth of food? It is the same thing here. There's no substance there. It literally is all fluff. It's like eating a cloud. Big poofy clouds. It's eating a cloud, okay? You shouldn't have to pay to eat a cloud. A cloud should be free. Okay? Just buy another candy. Buy a deep fried candy. Buy anything else. Just don't buy cotton candy. <laughs> I I'm not a big fan of cotton candy. I, I I had a phase where I liked it as a child, but out of outside of that, yeah, it's it's not worth the money. First of all, I'll agree with you there. I, I mean, our theme is none none of these things are priced at the correct value. But, well, but yeah, even even that considered, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's it's generally not worth the money. Um, it doesn't. I guess the older you get, it seems to not taste as great. As it really it doesn't. Did. Yeah. But yeah, I think the sticking is going back to kind of like one of the the topics about you know trying not to get all that nacho cheese all over your fingers with the nachos. This is infinitely worse with it, especially with the the heat and the humidity down down south. Like it's really hard to avoid you know the sticky residue on your fingers, and you're trying to figure out all right, what can I pour on them to get this off or you know, I got to go find a, a restroom or something like that. But, but yeah, I, I overall think it's, it's an overvalued snack. It, it still somehow succeeds. Like people are buying it, especially I think with kids, I think it's, it's always going to be a hit with kids specifically. Well, it's colorful, right? It, yeah. It's big and it's colorful and they, the kids think they're getting a lot, but yeah. they aren't. But do, I mean, last thing I'm going to say, so we talked about how bad it is eating while it's hot. It rains a lot down here. <laughs> Your, your candy is just going to dissolve. <laughs> so you really get a terrible ROI on that. 
well, you gotta be, you gotta protect it in the the plastic bag. You have to be be a good protector of your cotton candy. So you're not even enjoying it. (laughs) I mean, in 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 bunches or when it's not raining, you wait. You you go under a a pavilion of some sort. I don't know. If if you're you're committed to the cotton candy, (laughs) you'll figure a way. But I guess so, man. But but either no, yeah, I don't have any issue with that being there. Um, So so hopping over to to number three. This one I'm now going on to the sweet side, but but once again still in the fried category. I have funnel cakes. So, you know, one of the things about carnival foods is there's always going to be different desserts that are out there. And, you know, over time we get these weird fried inventions and stuff. But one of the staples that's always been there and probably always will be there is the funnel cake. And so, I mean, it's a very straightforward concept. It's it's basically, uh, you know, fried dough with powdered sugar, possibly other toppings like chocolate syrup, strawberry syrup fruits, uh, whatever you want to put on it. But the concept is very basic, but it still tastes really good. And it's always one of the most popular demands because it's one of those things too. It's like people are only going to the carnival so many times, you know, over a certain period of, of time. Like maybe it's like a once a year element. Like there's only one carnival that goes to your area. So it's like, that's your funnel cake eating time. So it's, it's not like a treat you always have. So Mm -hmm. there always seems to be like a constant demand for it. What, when there's a carnival or something like that. I, I don't get why it's not more readily available. <laughs> I would happily go to just some weird chain restaurant and, and buy a so funnel like, cake. So if Chili sold a funnel cake, you'd get a funnel cake? I'd be more inclined to go to Chili's. Still okay. probably wouldn't happen, but yeah, I, I don't get it. Maybe it's, I don't know. Is there some weird monopoly on funnel cakes? <laughs> like we don't understand? I don't know. I'm... I don't know if I've ever looked up the nutritional value of funnel cakes. Just, like the, just the don't. Yeah, just I don't. But I was wondering, too, because like if a restaurant or somebody uh, picked up funnel cakes and started literally frying batter in the, the back of their place and started serving it out, you know, they have like the nutrition menus for restaurants and stuff these days. I'm kind of curious to what those facts would come out to be. but They probably have to have their own fryer, right? Because you know, there's conflicts of interest frying it in the same thing you fried your chicken and your... Yeah, like I... I would assume I would kind care. of segregate out but, of it, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah. No, it's basically kind of like the undisputed king of desserts in many ways. It's yeah. it doesn't really ever get topped by anything, or at least not permanently. And you know what? I don't mind getting powdered sugar on myself. That's fine. It's like a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the other thing. It's it's kind of messy. It I is mean, kind of messy. So as far as like the walkability of it, I mean, normally you get like on a plate or something, and especially with sharing with people, you can have to like stop for a second and tear off. Random pieces, and but it looks go cool. There and you get messy. Yeah, it's like the coolest looking carnival food, right? It has yeah, it's you know, like, it's like each one's like a snowflake. Yeah, you know? correct. It's, they're all unique. You never get the same funnel cake twice, or if somehow you're able to remember that, you have a photographic memory and you're very yeah. successful in other ways of life. So even if you're disappointed by your funnel cake, the photographic memory I'm sure helps you in other ways. So I think that's that's something to know. Fair enough. But but yeah, no, that that's uh, yeah, that's. It's something that's there, and it's always going to be there. Okay, cool. Uh, so on to number three on the worst list, popcorn. Okay. Popcorn, probably one of the most popular snacks of all time. And it's pretty much at every event you go to. Every sporting event, every carnival, you know, anything that has the public involved. You know, even the movies, back when people went to the movies, you have popcorn. A couple problems I have with popcorn. Wait, can, can I clarify? That? Yeah. You, when you're talking about popcorn, are you talking about just... 
regular buttered popcorn? Are you talking about flavored popcorns, kettle corn, or now, it just here's the thing. So I'm I am talking about all of it, but I'm calling out specifically regular buttered popcorn. Okay. Which again may sound bad, but here here's why. So you finally get in line and you decide hey, I'm gonna get some popcorn because it always looks so tantalizing in the case, right? You have the big glass case that's cooking the popcorn. But half the time when you get the popcorn, it's like not even room temperature. It's <laughs> it's kind of soggy. Most of it's not buttered properly. You know what I mean? Like, like the it, stuff you get's been sitting in a bag for a while. It's just been sitting serve. out. It's been sitting like on a hot plate essentially. Like it's not fresh. And then like you, you have so much of it, so you feel like you have to force your way through it. So granted, popcorn by itself is not like all calorie. It's probably like the healthiest thing we've had on this thing so far. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it probably is. But again, with all that, you know, all the butter and saturated fats, you know, I know that drags it down. But then you get towards the bottom. So let's say you made it through all that mediocrity, right? Then you get to the bottom and like magically you get a bunch of like kernels that aren't popped. And you're like, I understand how that can happen at home, right? You have an individual bag or something. But how is this happening when you paid $9 for popcorn at the carnival? What are we doing? Shouldn't there be an abundance of popped kernels? You want like a quality assurance on the popcorn stand? Yes. Like some guy sitting there to make sure all the kernels are properly popped. I know we're paying Jimmy Teenager nothing to serve the popcorn, but like I want some more attention. <laughs> like th- this is absurd. And then also half the time the bag they put it in isn't very sturdy. So like, you know, it, it always gets messy, right? You always either spill some. You're walking, and you're trying to throw some in your mouth like the sh- human shovel wastebasket you are, and you just you spill, right? Sometimes it gets in your shirt, gets in your pockets. That's It's just not a good feeling. Don't get ripped off on popcorn. I mean, I think one of the points that begs being repeated, kind of like what you were talking about with the nachos, where it's not necessarily something that's unique to the carnival. Where you can get nachos in many places. Yep. And in many times with the nachos, you can get a better nacho platter at like an actual restaurant or something outside of a carnival environment. I think I think kind of same goes a lot of times with popcorn. Like, because I mean, there's different places where you can get better popcorn in many cases. So they're even at home in, in some cases. Um, if the pot, if you're just sitting there eating cold popcorn in your case. But I mean, there's popcorn at movie theaters, sporting events, what what have you. Like... There's all these different venues that serve popcorn, and in many cases serve better than what you get quality-wise at the carnival, to where it's weird for a first choice. The only exceptions I can have is sometimes some of the more unique types, like sometimes you go to a carnival where they have like this great kettle corn or something like that, or, or something something a little bit different, like something flavored or something very unique. But in most cases, I said, yeah, the quality just doesn't hold up when you when you go to yeah. the actual carnival. It's it's usually some form of disappointment because it almost seems like with a lot of the stands, it's it's to your exact point, like, oh, let's let's pump out a bunch of popcorn and start getting it bagged up so that it's ready to sell. But then what ends up happening is, yeah, you get these bags that just kind of sit around forever. <laughs> and then yep. especially if they're not selling that fast, I mean, yeah, you end up with cold popcorn that's not very good. <laughs> and so it's a, it's a very disappointing experience all around. But, yeah, I got – I have no issues with popcorn. I – I think, yeah, there's many things to be said, and most of the time it's not what you'd hoped it would be. The last thing I'm going to say, if you're at home and you're making popcorn, 
a little insider hint. Throw some tahine in the bag. Like right or, when you open it, throw some tahine in it. Or get some uh, Cholula or something on top of it. You know, I've done that. Sometimes it just gets, I don't know, because I, I like a lot of hot sauce. It gets messy. Yeah. I, I'll tell you that. But but yeah, throwing, throwing some hot sauces in the mix too can be really good too. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to experiment with. But, but yeah, it livens it up. But but yeah, going into number two on my list mm-hmm. is the turkey leg. So this is something that I guess isn't, I guess I'm kind of finally leaving the traditional fried stuff. Because, yeah, with a lot of times you get these smoked turkey legs that you'll see going at carnivals. And, you know, they they're always, you always see somebody walking around with, you know, this giant freaking turkey leg. And it looks great. And in most cases, if you get one yourself, it tastes freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, it's it's pretty much just a giant stick of meat. And as long as whoever is making it is somewhat competent, it's going to taste absolutely fantastic. There's almost no way you could go wrong with it. So it's... A classic, you get a lot of bang for your buck too, because it'll kind of be not far above the price point of a lot of their items. But if you think about how many, you know, how much protein and, and, you know, meat you're getting for what you're paying, it's usually a pretty good deal when you think about it. Yeah, so this Obviously, it's going to be lower in calories. I was going to say, this probably is the healthiest thing, just naturally. Yeah, on the I, list here because I guess I guess sodium considerations or other things could play in. Yeah, but you know what? You're walking right. You're walking a lot of the carnival, so it, it offsets. And it, and sometimes too, like some of the variations on turkey legs you'll see can be pretty cool. Like they'll have ones where they they have it like coated with hot sauce or something like that to add like you know another flavor element to it. Or some people do stuffed turkey legs, things like that. And I've never had a variation of a turkey leg. That I did not like. I think that's another thing that that speaks volumes. Is it? It's really easy to work with because I think it's a very solid base product. It is. So I love turkey legs personally. The only problem I have is a lot of people don't finish their turkey. It's like you know when you're eating wings and you're eating wings with someone who doesn't really eat wings properly. And they leave too much meat on the bone. So you're griping about how other people consume yeah. it as opposed to the turkey leg. Correct. Itself. <laughs> I think that's part of it. It's part of the experience. I'm at the carnival, Nathan. I want to have a good time. And I can't have a great time if I see a lady take four bites of a turkey leg and be like, I'm good. Or they get down. Because, again, once you get like halfway through a turkey leg, right, it ends up, there's there's a lot of like bone like and cartilage. And, things like and that. You, have, you have to fight around it. Or you have to start like picking it out. But like so many people quit right then. And I'm like, why? There's so much goodness. There's so much goodness packed in those bones. So somebody doesn't like fight around it to get to, to, to basically get to fully all the way to the bone. You lose some respect for that. Person. Yes. Okay. <laughs> they are disrespecting the sanctity of the turkey leg. I will <laughs> not stand for it. So I think going into the exclusivity of it too, the turkey legs are, are something that you know everybody seems to love, but they don't seem to show up that often. Kind of like the funnel cake. To where it's usually like at a carnival or something and where you've got these, you know, big old stations where they're just, you know, going at it and making turkey legs. Like, they, they don't seem to show up at a lot of places. Like, it's not something you'll find in a restaurant or things like that. It's mainly big outdoor type events. You know, some sporting events could have it depending on where you are and what it is. But it's ultimately something that's very unique to the carnival to where by the time it gets to... You know, I'm walking into the carnival. It's like, shoot, you know, I haven't had in forever. It's a turkey leg. Yeah. There's a bunch of them right there. I could, you know, punch somebody for one right now. I was going to say, like, you know, we both love amusement parks. Typically, they're mm-hmm. there. You know, whether it's like at Six Flags or you go to Busch Gardens or Disney. Or they're they're around somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's something you see commonly. And to speak honestly, like if this was a list based purely on my personal opinion, yep. I may have turkey legs at number one. Okay. I guess we'll get to the Look at you. One. Yeah. I, I think that's debatable. You're diplomatic. Which I would choose. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, turkey legs are great. Okay. Case closed. Yeah. Uh, so number two on the worst list. This one is probably the most out there of my picks, but we're seeing a lot more fried foods, right? People are frying different things. So what I put on number two was deep fried butter. I've seen this pop up at a few different spots now. So I feel it's gaining in popularity, and I don't understand fully why that is. So essentially, from what I've seen in the process, Nathan, they'll people will freeze like freeze balls of butter, and then essentially they'll just batter them up real quick and fry them up. Yeah. So one, this is the worst probably for you food on this list. There's. I don't see the point to it, right? Like, what what would you classify butter as? Like, savory? I mean, it's kind of... I mean, it, it's it's kind of like this weird cross where it's like... It's... I don't know what I'd call it necessarily. Maybe, maybe somewhere between savory and salty, but more like oily like more creamy like i don't see like it, it's that, that's what i'm saying so like what what out except it's, for like an, it's an enhancer type of food like, it's not yeah it's not necessarily anything on its own like except say. for the curiosity nobody would want it if it wasn't for the what the heck does that taste like nobody would want it and a lot of times i would say hey you know what maybe that plays for it but no not in this instance there are other deep fried foods you can have that are unique. You know, what have we had? We've had like deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's pretty good. We've had deep fried Nutella. Mm-hmm. That was okay. Uh, we've had chicken fried bacon. Actually, I did not care for that one. I yeah, thought it, it was too salty. It wasn't, it wasn't. That was kind of disappointing. Uh, well, it actually really uh, was disappointing. I will I will say so. So, I mean, on your topic of deep fried butter. So, the only time I tried it was, it was basically... A serving of four yep. balls, whereas, like, yeah, four of these balls where they've, you know, battered up, you know, little little butter spheres, and they've fried them up and put kind of like a cinnamon-type drizzle on it yeah. for, like, flavor. And so I only ate one of them, and honestly, I thought it tasted, like, just on taste alone, I thought it tasted pretty great. That being said, I would not eat more than well, one see, in one and, sitting. And that was like, my next point because imagine you don't have someone to share those four with. Do you really want all four? No, you don't. You just wanted to try one. It's like the novelty of it. And Correct. At that point with one of the balls, I don't know how many calories or fats you've eaten at that point Like when you just eat one of them. But once you've kind of done one, I think the novelty's worn off. And even if you like the taste... I don't know if you're necessarily begging for more. <laughs> yeah, like there's some, you know, think of all the desserts now, right? I mean, obviously a fried Twinkies probably or fried Oreos, most like iconic ones. Yeah. But now they're like, they're deep frying pies, like deep fried apple pie, deep fried pecan pie, which again, terrible for you, but at least there's more substance there than just butter. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So that, that's why butter is the one that makes the list. Okay, so this is somewhat of a rant against... Some it's of the martyr more... <laughs> for the other fried okay. foods. That's, that's fair. Okay, I, I, I can respect that. That's that's not a bad choice to make out of all the ones you mentioned. If you if you're choosing one to to put the blame on, yep. 
But then, so we get to number one on my list, and this is the food that, that kind of is like the iconic carnival food that it's basically almost like synonymous when somebody mentions carnival food and it's, it's the corn dog. It's something that's basically at every single freaking carnival. Um, you always see it. There's always a corn dog stand. It's always popular. I mean, it's something you see around people walk around. The one variation, if somebody doesn't have a corn dog, they'll have something very similar, like a sausage on a stick or, or something like that. But the corn dog is something that basically, I'm trying to think of what, what even kind of falls in that same level of, you know, like carnival, you know, like if you think of carnival and somebody yeah. says, name a carnival food, it's like corn dog kind of seems to be the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, maybe some of the other things, like maybe in your case, maybe you think like funnel cake or something like that, but it's just something that it's, it's a very great snack too. Cause you basically get the cornbread, the hot dog, you get the ketchup and mustard. You going. get a stick. You, you get a stick. You get a so stick. It's very easy to eat. Yeah. I mean, you basically just walk around eating it. It's basically as simple as it gets. It's 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 much much easier to walk around with than, than most now, of the things. I have screwed this up before though because I love condiments. It's like sometimes I literally put way too much ketchup or mustard on it, and like it just, one or the other, or just too much in general, or just just in general, right? <laughs> I've I've gotten condiments on myself, but fantastic <laughs> food. <laughs> but yeah, those it's like I said, it's you even have like frozen uh, corn dogs at the store that have gained in popularity over the years. I don't know, do they still have them? Is it what are you talking about? Yeah, what's in the in the number one brand like State Fair or something? Yeah, it's like in the like hold people, on. So like there was like a demand because yeah, I remember getting those growing up every now and then. But yeah, it's like something that people demanded even outside of the carnival environment to where. Basically, people are buying them from grocery stores where it's available. Yeah, that is and that is literally the brand, home. State Fair Corn Dogs. Yeah, I mean... That's what you buy at the store. But Because, yeah, if you think about it, it's not like, you know, a big production of, like, funnel cakes or something outside the State Fair. But it's, it's kind of funny because, yeah, corn dogs have kind of become more commonplace over time uh, as a result of that. I mean, it's not in your but face. But you know what, though? But, you, you can mess it up because, like, one time... Um, I was traveling somewhere and like all, all, the only thing around was a Sonic and like they have corn dogs, Mm -hmm. but like, man, don't do it because you know, they're like, Oh, we have 50 cent corn dogs today. I'm like, well, how could I not partake in the 50 cent corn dogs? But dude, they burn the heck out of the corn dog. That's disappointing. And I I like a good, I like a good crisp. I really do. But it's like, like chewing through cardboard. I think it's a great thing about the carnival, too. It's like, I mean, yeah, you go to somewhere like Sonic, and, you know, it could be kind of like an afterthought menu item. And so, yeah, you get a, a, a poorly executed version of it. But you go to a carnival, there's the, there's the corn dog stand, and all they're focusing on is making some great corn dogs, hooking you up with it, and letting you break ketchup and mustard all over them. Dude, I'm That's telling you, and a lot of them are foot long. You didn't even yeah. mention foot long is a big selling factor. Yeah, I mean, you get these big old corn dogs. <laughs> yep. I, I, there's not much you can go wrong with on this. That's, like I, that's, I could see us breaking away and just starting a corn dog stand. Yeah, like unless you, you like, there's a fair amount of people who hate the concept of a hot dog. And, I don't know why, but anyways, that's that's a conversation for later. But yeah, so unless you fall into that crowd, I mean, it seems corn dogs are generally like they, there's nobody who's necessarily hating corn dogs unless it's you know built in with your hot dog hatred. Yeah. But that's at least what I've noticed. But of course. I could be terribly wrong on that. So. 
But but yeah, no, that that's where it gets to number one list. And like I said, okay. you know, personal preference, I may go turkey leg more often than I do corn dog. So that's where I could switch up those those top two items. But but I'm I'm comfortable having corn dogs as the number one item. Okay, fair enough. So number one on mine is like super controversial. I feel, and it's probably going to upset a lot of people. But I have chicken strips. So you may think, Matt, you're an idiot. Why would you hate on chicken strips? I don't hate on chicken strips. I hate on chicken strips you get at the carnival. Okay, so let's break down a few things here. One, what what's the easiest food to satisfy children? Some sort of chicken nugget chicken strip, right? So it's mass produced. So you're going to have a ton of it. It's everywhere. It's almost at every stand you go to. It's like when you you take your nephew to the Mexican restaurant and they get chicken nuggets. It, it, it's that readily available. Okay. Two, a lot of times at the carnival, I have found with younger siblings, like, they're still lukewarm. It's not piping hot ever with the chicken strip. And a lot of times, the batter is so thick, there's like no chicken. And this is very infuriating. And kind of tying with the chicken strips, a lot of times they come with like fries, right? It's like a basket. Yep. You know which fries I'm talking about. A lot of times they're just like this big, poofy, like lukewarm fries. Or like these weird, half-baked, uh, crinkle-cut fries. Dude, they're not good. They're never good. The only time those fries are good is when they have a bunch of seasoned salt, like on the counter. And you just drown it in seasoned salt because you have to. But the chicken strips, there's so many other great options. Even like nowadays, you can get like chicken and waffles at mm-hmm. the fairs. You can get chicken on a stick. You can. You can get fried chicken on a stick. Um, this is a thing that they that they have now. You can get different types of, you know, down here we have the rodeo. You can get all kinds of barbecue chicken, you know, smoked chicken. I don't understand why you would spend your $15 to get just generic chicken strips that you could get in the freezer aisle back at, at your home grocery store. I don't understand it. It's It's just... Fuel you shove in your mouth and you move on with, but you don't you don't appreciate that experience. I don't know. You're at the carnival. It, it, it participate in the culture of the carnival. Okay, I, don't don't take the easy way out with chicken strips. I think I think yeah we enter into once again kind of go into that that nacho discussion yeah. where it's I mean in most cases it's it's these generic chicken strips that are. are basically there to fulfill the demand for chicken strips but not necessarily anything out of the ordinary to where you're getting that that same generic version that you're talking about yeah in many of these cases and then even when that's not the case you know kind of like we talk about the nachos there, there could be certain instances where you know some stand makes like this great nacho you know plate where they've incorporated meats and or different types of ingredients in there and created something unique it's kind of hard to do that with chicken strips. I mean, a chicken strip is a chicken strip. Really, you can put different sauces on it. I was going to say, I'm glad you said that because I noticed chicken strips are trying to cheat. Okay, what they're doing now is even like if you go to like a sports game, you go, to, you like the Rockets, you go to the Rockets game. You're talking about their Buffalo chicken strips. They have the Buffalo chicken strips. And you know what? The it's bu- an upgrade. It's an upgrade, I'll tell it's you. It's an upgrade, but it's not that great. And plus, always with those chicken strips, you still get the same crummy fries. Yep. It's a combination. So it, the chicken strip meal, I guess, is more so what I'm attacking. 
the benefit is though the buffalo sauce will sometimes leak over to the fries a bit. Sure, and give you some sure. kind of personality. But they weren't crunchy to begin with. It doesn't justify the fries. I mean, no. But but yeah. So it's like with the chicken like I said, even if they try to do something different with it, mm-hmm. it's usually just adding some kind of sauce or something. It's not like you're really doing anything super creative. In yeah. Most instances, it's like the only exception I could see is if somebody made like this really good chicken strip sandwich kind of deal or or something like that, but. As far as chicken strips as, like, a plate on its own, I think it's, yeah, I would say it's worse than the nachos because it has less potential there. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that, I mean, I think that, that really kind of covers it. I mean, it, it's something that, yeah, it's, it's you just don't want these generic chicken strips. No, you really don't. Like, <laughs> and, again, and dude, you're at the carnival. You paid a lot to get in there. Get anything else that's chicken related. Yeah, if you really have to have chicken, chicken strips are literally everywhere. Because I guess once again, comparing it to the nachos, like you know, you're only gonna get nachos at carnivals, different sporting events, and then certain restaurants. Yeah, like you know, but like chicken strips are so universally available that it's kind of odd to choose that out of all the things you could choose at the carnival to choose the chicken strips. Yeah, apologize to anybody who's a huge chicken strip fan, but no, I don't. <laughs> okay, if you're at the carnival, do something better. <laughs> So then, I guess on honorable mentions, do you want to start on, I guess on the best list, is there anything that you were wanting to see? So, yeah, let's see here. So, there's a couple things. Um, I'm a sucker for a baked potato. I know they're not the easiest thing to eat, and I I get that, but sometimes you get like, especially down here in the South, you get like a good brisket baked potato, and it just, it it tastes so right. You know, I I love that. Um, I'm also a big fan. Again, this is a regional thing, so that's why I understand it's not on the list. But when I was at the rodeo last time, they started like coating things in fruity pebbles. And I had these fruity, like they were fried shrimp with like a sauce and like coated around it was fruity pebble pieces. Oh, no joke. Dude, it was legit. It was so good. Do you remember? I, I need to try this. Hold on. When the rodeo comes back. In the future, I I will need to attempt this. Actually, I have a picture. I will show Nathan. I will judge the picture verbally. And look at that! Doesn't it look like you want to eat it? Okay, yeah. So it's basically like it's just fried shrimp like, with a like, sauce. It's like five five fried shrimp stuck on a skewer. Remember the stick. So the stick of, is very important. So yeah, so they're lined up on a skewer, and then yeah, it's like a sauce. Is it is it like a chipotle type sauce? What what is it exactly? You know, it's like any of is the other like sauces, creamy, right? Imagine so like, like a cane sauce, sauce. Okay. right? Yeah, it's, and then and then yeah, some fruity pebbles drop at the top. So I guess yeah. you kind of get the savory, a little bit of sweet with the fruity pebbles, a little bit yep. of salty with the sauce. So it's kind of mixing basically every flavor except for sour and bitter together. Yep. So it seems like a good combination. Looking at you it, you should try it. The last thing that's I'm surprised didn't make. Well, I guess I'm not surprised, but often gets overlooked. A good frozen lemonade. Mm. Frozen lemonade, dude. It's there. It's not... Again, it's one of those things that, like, isn't... It's only, like, at events that frozen lemonade appears. But I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I like... I like frozen lemonade. Um, I, I really do... It. Nobody ever seems to talk about it anymore. Yep. Because, I, I mean, like... I remember growing up, like, going to, like, you know, like, sports game or something, too. Like, getting, like, the lemon ices or... Whatever it was that the yeah the frozen frozen lemonade items like they're always really good. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're terribly unhealthy, but they taste great. Um, but but yeah, no, I I can appreciate that. 
Um, I definitely think it's not one of the more popular items, but I think it's definitely one of the most underappreciated. I think I think that I can definitely say. Um, but yeah, as far as on like the honorable mentions go, um, some of the things I guess it came up when I mentioned the corn dogs, but the alternative is sausage on a stick. I think can be really good. Okay. Um, like that, I I think corn dogs always gonna be the champion there, which is why it made the list instead. But you, sausage on a stick can sometimes be very great. And so I think that's something that's got potential. Um, I guess fried Oreos were another one that in the fried department is kind of like a staple of carnival foods. So it's it's kind of hard to debate them not being on the list, but I did end up having them left off for the other things I had on there. But I, I understand if, if that would be disagreed with. Um, and then for me, a regional thing that I really like at, I guess, down here is uh, fried gator. If you, if you get that. If you ever get I don't know if I've gator. had it at a carnival. I've had fried gator at restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we've had it at, at basically like the, the rodeo carnival here. Usually there's just at least one stand that'll have it. But it's something I enjoy because it's, it's a different texture and, and taste a little bit. Like, I mean, it's hard to explain exactly, you know, the sensation of it. I mean, it would be more towards like the chicken side of things as far as like meat tastes go mm-hmm. like you're kind of putting it on the realm of like you know chicken seafood beef or something it's definitely more in that territory as far as the general taste region i guess but it, it's got its own unique flavor and texture to it and i think it's actually pretty great but yeah it's just fried gator and usually it's just like a couple chunks stuck on a skewer here um but it it tastes fantastic i i think it's great and it's another thing that i don't commonly eat so I yeah. think that's that's another thing that's unique about it. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's only in certain states, <laughs> to be honest. But but yeah, that was really all I had in the honorable mention side. Um, but I guess going to the the bad side, some of the items that I have are kind of more specific things that okay. I've either experienced or heard about. One of them was I don't know if you remember this. I'm pretty sure you were there for it when it happened. Is the fried margarita? I, this, I don't think I, I partook in it, but the, I do remember it. Okay, well, it was it was terrible. It was basically a plastic margarita glass. Yep. And what it was was basically pieces of funnel cake, like soaking up tequila and margarita mix. So it was basically like it was basically like flavored funnel cake. It was the oddest thing, but it was like this like weird soggy tasting. Damn, it, dude. It was. Just, Weird eggs, because I know you were hating on fried butter and stuff, but this to me was like one of the weirdest things I've tasted. Another thing that just really disappointed me in a, a couple of years ago was there was this, uh, it was basically like a donut nacho bacon cheeseburger that was being hyped up at, at this was the Texas State Fair. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was basically, so the bun is a donut, and inside you got a burger patty, you've got cheese and bacon. And then, or sorry, you got bacon, and then you've got uh, this nacho cheese that's spread over. But it's kind of like the generic yeah. nacho cheese. But ultimately, when you put it together, like, you think it's going to be this crazy experience. Like, you know, sometimes when people make these weird things, you have, oh, it has to taste pretty good if somebody's going through this trouble. But it was somewhat disappointing, honestly. Like, it tasted huh. pretty good, but yeah. it, it kind of tastes like you'd expect it to, but it's nothing like life-changing and i think it had won like the award for best food that year or something and so you get like getting in there and you're like oh shoot this is gonna be like the best thing ever it just was a little bit of a letdown um so those are just some random items then the last one i had this is another thing i've personally tasted but so kind of 
up north to our Canadian neighbors, there's the Calgary Stampede, which is a, a huge, uh, a, I mean, basically, I mean, bigger than any of the rodeos I think we have here, um, as far as just size goes. But at, at that, they have some weird foods that pop up every now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like a decade ago, they had, it was a cricket pizza where they baked in crickets into the cheese with the pizza. And then uh, a couple years later, decided to up it with making scorpion pizza, where you got little scorpions on the pizza going. Okay. And then they were going to up it once again. I don't think it ever happened, but they were going to make cockroach pizza, where it was basically they, they melt cockroaches into the pizza. But, and so <laughs> I, I think it was actually going to happen, too. Like, it was almost ready to happen, but, like, their shipment of cockroaches got stopped at, like, the U.S.-Canadian border or something like that that they had ordered in, so it never ended up happening. But long story short, who wants to eat any of that? <laughs> like, I mean, like, I've had it, crickets. It's like, it's like fear fact, but, like, it's like, I mean, I've eaten grasshoppers before in, in one setting, but that that's it. Um, crickets aren't as weird, but when you get to, like, scorpions, that's a little borderline. And then the cockroaches, I'm, like, completely out on that concept. But, but yeah, that... I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> that's, that's it's like I would never touch. Yeah. <laughs> but, huh. I guess was there anything that you wanted to put on your list? Well, hell, man! Like you know, you took up all the interesting ones. Now I'm going to bring them mm-hmm. down to to boredom here. So, uh, just a couple uh, peanuts. I, I hate peanuts as a carnival food. They are super messy. So it ends up looking like a Texas roadhouse. So like people just. Cracking peanuts everywhere and there's shells all over the place. It's already disgusting, right? You're at the car. It's already filthy. But now you're stuffing all over these peanut shells. And then some people, like, spit them out. Have you ever noticed, like, some people like peanuts and stuff like that? Like, they'll suck, like, almost like sunflower seeds, right? Like, they'll suck on them. And I've seen people, like, just, like, spit them out. Like the shells? Yeah. Well, not, yeah, well, you got the shells, right? Even just the peanuts. I've seen people spit, spit out the peanuts. So they don't even eat They just kind of suck yeah. in, like, salts right Yeah. Out. That's... That's odd. To say yes, that. it is odd. I'm, I'm gonna be straight up. I actually didn't even consider peanuts. In They're my there. List. Like they, that they just completely slipped my mind. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two other ones, real quick. There's always some weird like potato vendor, right? Potato truck. They do different kinds of fries and things. There's always like one called like the potato twist or the potato tornado or something. Mm-hmm. Where essentially it's just a stick, and all they did was like cut out like weird, you know, little swiggly circles. It's like when you're cutting zucchini or something. And, like, you know, they put it on a stick and they fry it. It's never that good. Well, this think... fried potatoes world. I love potatoes. It's just never that good for the money. It, you're love... paying for the shape. I love the concept of it, though, because the way they do it, like, you were talking about, you know, kind of like with the the, the, the cruddy fries with yeah. the, the tenders, how, like, if you get, like, seasoning or something on them, you know, you, you can improve the experience. Whereas with that, like, those potato twist vendors that do that... I mean, you technically open up a lot of surface area if you want to load up certain seasonings or flavors. I think I've seen some do it better than others, but I think I think the idea has potential. It, I think it does too. I think I think we could do it. Um, we could totally do it justice, but a lot of times it's not. And the last thing I'm going to say is pizza. There's always a pizza vendor, and a lot of times it's just like Papa John's little personal pan pizzas. Again, step out of your comfort zone. Try something else. That's it. Agreed. All right. Hey, I got one thing for you on that. Okay. Going back to that potato twist. What about this? You make the potato twist, and then you kind of get some nacho cheese or something poured over one of the sides. Like maybe you uh-huh. have it like 
held horizontally, put some nacho cheese on it, and then you drop on a bunch of like hot Cheetos dust to where it sticks to the nacho cheese, which sticks to the yeah. potatoes. So you get like this cheesy hot Cheeto, you know, potato thing. I'm totally down for that. I think, I think that's yep. where it's at. But, but yeah, no, I agree on the pizza. Yeah. Uh, I, it, that falls in that same conversation from having. Do something else. Yeah, it's nothing unique. Or just eat at home. But yeah. Um, what did you end up thinking about this beer, Nathan? I actually really like it. I mean, I think it's one of those things, too, when, I mean, you drink, uh, especially kind of like the the popular, you know, traditional mainstream lagers when you, whenever you have a very nice one from like a craft brewery, I think it's always kind of a nice little treat of some sort. You can see it, you know, a little bit more flavor profile, different, you know, different texture going on. Um, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I would be definitely willing to drink it again. It was a good beer, uh, especially the can. That's probably my favorite part. It yeah, has it that like old, like, like Tron looking. Yeah, it has like, like mid 80s kind of look to it. So, yeah, if you see it, crispy business. Yeah, or even if it's not available in wherever you are. I mean, just Google this beer. It's actually a really cool looking can. Crispy business from Real Ale Brewing. But, but yeah, no, I, I think this was a, a great choice. I think it, it facilitated a conversation quite well. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's all we have to say about Carnival Foods, man. Any, any closing thoughts you have? Um, not really. I mean, I would say just when there's a Carnival around, go around, have a good time, be adventurous. Always try at least one weird food you've never had before. Like, you can stick to your Carnival staples otherwise, but try at least one thing. Even if you share it with somebody else, eat something weird or something that you've never had before. That's, I wholeheartedly agree. That's that's my one recommendation. Yeah. Eat something weird and don't sign up for the giveaways. It takes never, forever. There's always, they're always it. giving away a truck or something. They want all this personal information. Don't do that. I, and I guess finish your turkey legs. No, yeah, please finish your turkey don't legs. Don't throw out a half-eaten turkey don't leg. Don't do that. That's a disrespect to the turkey. Dude, I'm telling you. Also, apparently to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and, and don't eat any roach pizza, even if it ever happens. That's that's just gross. Yeah. Man. And it encourages them to make more if you eat it, so Dude, just I'm, don't do it. Yeah, if you abide by these guidelines, you're going to have a fantastic time at the carnival. Yeah, this isn't fear factor. This is fun factor. It's the carnival. Fun Dude. factor. <laughs> okay, I think that's where we're going to stop this episode. Hope you guys learned something about some carnival foods. I hope you guys get to try something soon in 2021 as things open back up. And uh, we'll see you on the next show.